to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is a new person, Laura. Hi, I'm Laura Forsey. I host the show Pitch Me Something, and Jesse invited me here to talk about obscure Marvel characters, which I'm very excited about. Well, only, like, one of them is obscure, so, True. you know, so, sometimes we eventually, eventually hit people uh, people that people know about, uh, sometimes, but uh, today we're going to be talking about Ms. Marvel. But not the and one you're thinking of and not the other one you're thinking of. Yeah, and then there's probably also a, a stinky one somewhere, um, which I have no way of looking up, unfortunately. It's, it's really weird. Uh, there's just no way of me looking up information almost instantly. No, there's no possible global network of information that would allow you to access the identities of these characters. So we're just going to have to go on the physical book that you have in front of you. Exactly. There's, there's, no, there's no other way. Uh, so, the, the Ms., Ms. Marvel we're talking about is Sharon Ventura. Hmm. I have never heard of her. Okay, so do you do you know uh, what her powers are? Because she does have powers. I'm gonna guess flight. Yes. No. No, I'm not telling you yet. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. Carol Danvers had super strength. Um. Uh, oh boy, there's, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna guess flight, some sort of firepower, or like, concussive blast sort of things? Um, I mean, concussive blast is just basically the default power. Yes. <laughs> hey, look, I lift up my hands, and things far away fall over. I'm kind of cheating by going for the lowest common denominator of powers, um, and let's say shape-changing. How how far um, off was I? Uh, you're kind of far off on most of it. Uh, so what do you think her her costume is? It's not as revealing as you might think it would be. Leggings and a tank top? Shorts and a tank top? No, no. No? Okay. No. Here's her costume. Oh, okay, cool. So just a big old gap right on the thighs. Yes, I mean, at least her boobs aren't falling out, I guess? There is that. Um, like she has the classic. The, I, I don't understand what it is with eighties Marvel, but the leotard with long sleeves. I don't know. I think it's supposed to be like a gymnastics thing. I don't like. I don't. I, but I thought like most of the leotards I see, like they have like arm. The arms are a little bit more restrictive. I don't know. And she also just has like thigh high boots. Like, yeah. Thigh, thigh high high heeled boots. So it would almost be which, better if the th boots weren't so high. Here it just looks like a deliberate cutout right on her thighs. Well, no, it is. It is. It's an interesting but, choice. I mean, her her uh, her occupation at this time makes it makes a little bit of sense. Does it? Okay. And by a little bit, I mean the little bit of sense in the uh, sexist way that women always have to wear high heels. Mm -hmm. Apparently, in these things. Okay, so what is? But, well, I'm, I'll get to okay. that. I'll get to okay. that. So, so she, uh, so her occupation is former stunt woman. Okay. Scuba driver. I mean, scuba diver and driver. You know, those scuba things you drive. Yes. Uh, uh, motorcycle performer 
and now a professional adventurer. Okay. Wow. Oh, also, I forgot. I forgot to say she's like, like out of the jokes I normally make with most of the women being redheads in the Marvel universe. Mm -hmm. She's the first redhead I've seen in a very long time. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, let me think. There's Jean. I think. I think the last the last redhead I saw was Manslaughter. (laughs) So, you know, that was a bit away. I feel. Can I name any redheads in it? There's Jean Grey, obviously. There's, um, I keep trying to think of people, and they're actually blonde. This is fantastic. Sue Storm is blonde. Um, huh. uh, so like most of the like, I make the joke that most of the women in the uh, Marvel universe are redheads, and most of the men have brown hair, brown eyes. Mm-hmm. Which so far. The brown hair, brown eyes thing is like pretty universal. You know, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty right. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty right on that one. But it's been a little bit since I've seen a redhead. Hmm. So, yeah, also she has like a really great costume uh, colors. Oh, it is cool. It's yellow, yellow, like kind of a light blue, like a sky blue, mm-hmm. and just a really bright red. And she has an M across her chest mm-hmm. and bright yellow. And bright and bright yellow. It's like a really good. Yeah, it's it's not practical, but it's, it's a really cool looking costume. Especially for someone who would be like a uh, motorcycle performer. Yeah. Or something like that. Something attention grabbing, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta uh, say, though, her job does kind of sound like the job that you come up with when you're eight years old and you just want to do everything see, cool at once. Professional adventurer is one of those things that pops up a lot, whatever. It's just like, I'm a hero that gets sometimes paid. <laughs> uh, she first showed up and. Uh, as Sharon Ventura in The Thing, issue number 27, The Thing and the Thunder Riders, in September 1985. The 80s, that does um, explain a little bit, yep. <laughs> and there's also, I might be talking about the Thunderers later, in some capacity. Okay. Um. Uh, and she shows up as Ms. Marvel in The Thing, issue number 35, which I need to get that brought up, because I was bad at my job. She shows up in issue 35 as Ms. Marvel. M- 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 yeah. When does she show up before that? Oh, uh, 27. Okay. So, you know, she was around for a decent amount of time. And Okay, give me a moment. She was the second to la- in the second to last uh, issue of the Thing comic, huh? Which was thirty six. Cool. So, uh, and that was out in May uh, nineteen eighty six. Uh, Power Play. Ooh. So, um, so she is the daughter of a career military officer. With the United States Army. And when her mother died when she was young, she became an army brat, moving to whatever bra- uh, base her father was assigned to. Mm-hmm. Uh, her son apparently desired a, uh, her, sorry, her father uh, desired a son more than a daughter. But no matter what, she tried to live up to his expectations. But he still seemed unsatisfied and a sexist jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, she, she then enrolled into a military school as a, a teenager, but she was expelled uh, within a year for refusing to testify against a 
uh, roommate that was suspected in cheating in some important examinations. So. Hmm. Okay, so. I guess not great. No. So a dad with high expectations kind of explains why she has such a daring stunt career, I guess, maybe? Probably. Um, so her father never forgave her for the ex- expulsion, but then he died about a year later of a heart attack. Ooh, rough. And they never made their peace with another with each other. Um, she was then decided she was uh seized by the desire to prove herself and to become the best she could. Uh, by the regulations her father made her live by. There you go. So yeah, there's definitely some trauma happening. Um. So she was really athletic by nature, and over the next decade, uh, she mastered uh, lots of physical activities, such as mountain climbing, skydiving, ski jumping, scuba diving. Mm -hmm. She also took several uh, wilderness survival courses, and uh, she eventually made contacts that led to her making money. Doing these things. Doing these things, and also other... uh, Things such as lion taming, motorcycle stunt riding, and uh, movie stunt work. Neat. Which I would like to, which I would like to point out. Also, stunt women generally have it worse than stunt men because uh, women have to wear tighter clothing when they're doing those stunts, so there's less padding. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, that sounds. Yes, very I want to point that out. <laughs> Uh, I would like to point that out because it's hard work either way. Right, but if there's at least something to absorb the blow, versus like yes, oh. So and this and by stunt and by stunt work, I mean normally like the people who do like the stunt fighting and like the stunt falls and stuff like that. So you know maybe the next time you see a sexy spy movie, um, think about (laughs) the poor woman who had to fall down multiple stories in a like a slinky dress. Yeah. She is working hard and deserves better pay, probably. She's she's working hard for her money, and I forgot the rest of those lyrics. So, <laughs> yeah. So we know she's tough. Yeah. She, oh, she's super tough. Okay. Uh, she started uh, while she started while she was with a uh, Thunder Riders motorcycle team. She met Ben Grimm, mm-hmm. aka the Thing. This is pre Thing, or was he already? No, no. Tra- this is during the Thing. Because at this point he was taking a break from the comic uh, from Fantastic okay. Four. Uh, this was after the Marvel Two on Run one run, which was pretty long, which was basically a thing team up book. And then it then after issue one hundred, it turned into the Thing comic because the Thing was very popular for uh, lots of good reasons, and Fantastic Four wasn't for also lots of good reasons. <laughs> As a person who loves the Fantastic Four, not great most of the time. So, uh, she the thing was very attracted to her because she because she reminded him of his dream woman, uh, Ta- Teriana. Who's Teriana? Also, calm down, thing. I mean, okay, actually, wait. It did say that he's making a lot of advances, so he could just be attracted. Okay, but still, Teriana. You don't find who Teriana is. I, I mean, unless it could be an actual literal dream woman. It it's the Marvel universe. That's entirely possible. It's like it's it could be an actual dream woman that like he could only visit in his dreams. I mean, 
Thanos is in love with the personification of death, who prefers Deadpool. So it's possible. Yeah, and also the astral plane exists. That's a good point. And the Hulk and the Hulk the Hulk fell in love with a uh, green princess from the microverse, which is the opposite of him. Really? He's real tiny. Yeah. Was he in the She's microverse? Dead. Oh. Yeah, yeah, he was. Well, yeah. yeah. She's dead now. I'll talk about her in the Book of the Dead. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, Theriana. Uh, Theriana could not find anything about her. So Mystery woman. Okay. Mystery woman. She might pop up in the, the, in the tease. That's true. Because I'm in the M's right now. Um, Sorry. She found the thing's uh, physical attraction to be very interesting okay. and intriguing, but did not share his romantic and in- in- Inclinations. That's the way love goes, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but they did get to know each other while they, uh, while uh, Grimm was the star attraction of the Unlimited Weight Class Federation. <laughs> unlimited Weight Class. Is that a real thing, or is that like a only a superheroes universe? Thing? It's a superheroes thing. Okay. But it's a very fascinating. It's very fascinating because it's basically. Hey, do you have a bunch of like super powerful, super strength people or huge people mm-hmm. that don't want to be heroes but want to get paid? Yeah, well, it's not they fair to make them the- fight other. It's not fair to make them fight normal humans. So exactly. So and the thing was like the main star of it for a long time, and we also got D Man out of it, which love me some D Man. And uh, while and while associating with Grimm, she met Anna Fraley, aka. Antifreeze. Okay. The den mother of the coalition of female wrestlers called the Grapplers, which I did a episode on. So, um, I think it's called the, uh, glory. I think I called it the glorious, uh, the glorious ladies of, no, the grappling ladies of a limited class wrestling. Nice. Yeah. Or AKA the Grapplers. So you can listen to that. So one. did she join the Grapplers? Uh, well, she she uh, she decided to go. She decided to go with them after a while, okay. and then. Uh, but the only way she could is if she got strength strength augmentation from the power broker. Uh, she decided to go through the process despite the thing's uh, protest and submitted herself to the power broker scientist, Doctor Carl Malice. And then uh, halfway through the treatment, she decided it was cheating, uh, and decided to uh, it decided to escape. But if she wants to compete in a superhero league, that's not cheating, right? No. And also, like, it'd be different if like she wasn't in a league where half the people literally got the same thing, right? Because because here here's one of the things that I that I put forward anyway, mm-hmm. um. Because certain athletes need to be the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, because all athletes need to be the best at all times. You know, like, maybe allow some enhancing stuff if everyone's allowed to have it. But, eh, I don't know. But also, it's also, it's basically just a replacement of gladiatorial combat, so, you know, it's whatever. <sighs> so, um, So she decided halfway through to not do it? With- Okay, wait. Uh, she did not realize the main treatment was already uh, was already through. 
And all that uh, Malice had to do was administer a highly addictive substance that would make her dependent on the power broker oh. for drugs. Okay, that's a bad sign. Which is, that was the shady part <laughs> of the limited class. That's understandable. Also, some would say maybe the shady part of the WWE <laughs> uh, in the 80s. But, because you yeah. cannot tell me that half the people in the 80s were not on steroids. I don't know enough to comment, but I'm going to say probably. I mean, I know obviously some weren't on steroids, but so mm, mm. there's no way that during the 80s, everyone was not just doing steroids in, in wrestling. Um, and, uh, but the power, but... The power broker basically gives people powers, and in order to keep them active, they need a drug. Okay. And it becomes addictive, and that's kind of how he keeps people under his, uh, under sway. Devious. Yeah, very devious. So, she was not addicted to this? No. Okay. So, uh, Antifreeze gave her a color of costume, mm -hmm. and, uh, used her in her career as a professional wrestler. And then uh, suggested that she call herself Ms. Marvel. Okay. Now, at the time, was Carol Danvers also using Ms. Marvel? At the time, Ms. Uh, the one who was Ms. Marvel was only her because I think Carol Danvers was binary at the time. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, because she was uh, because she was also embroiled in the whole uh, rogue rogue absorbing her like fiasco personality thing yeah yeah and then um and then antifreeze learned that that uh from the power broker that she that she fled from the last part of the treatment she was forced to order her female wrestlers to join the male wrestlers and then uh, to capture her to so she completed her treatment she was aided by the thing right in the fight and then she, it, it, until he uh, succumbed to a mysterious ailment that caused him to mutate. Further? Yeah, the thing, the thing goes back from being like a human to like being the thing to like a weirder version of the thing to back to a human. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like you should just, you know, make up his mind. I'm guessing it's probably every time there's a new writer who has a new idea and then they change it again and then they change it back and for for a while he was a uh he was a full human in like a robot robot suit that looked like the what thing. <laughs> but then he got turned back into the thing Come, okay <laughs> she replaced the uh the she hulk in uh the replacing replacing the thing while the thing was not the thing okay and she's been kind of intertwined with uh, Fantastic Four stuff. You said She-Hulk as well? Yeah, She-Hulk was part of uh, Fantastic Four for a while as well. Oh, okay. She was part of a really good run uh, of FF. It's what it's called, FF, mm -hmm. where the team was led by Scott Lang, she then it She-Thing, uh, Hulk, I mean She-Hulk, and um, Medusa. So none of the original members. No, because they are off in the negative zone doing something. Right. Yeah. It's very great, and it has great representation in it. Good. It has a uh, transgendered uh, Moloid in it, so cool. it's pretty great. Yeah. 
transgender. Yes. Sorry, I said the wrong yeah, one transgender. there. Transgender. Uh, so she is 5'8", weighs 135, has blue eyes and red hair. Nice. Uh, she can lift about 10 tons. Uh, her only powers is she has, uh, well, her only powers is the the main power set besides concussive force, um, where she has enhanced strength, endurance, reaction time, speed, and resistance to injury. She's also uh, just like really athletic naturally, so that only helps mm-hmm. having all this stuff. But I was wrong about flight and concussive blasts or firepower. Yeah. Yep, she's just a real strong lady who knows how to do flips and stuff. So basically, all of those stats, except for the red hair and blue eyes, are exactly identical to me. So basically, what you're telling me is that I am Ms. Marvel slash she-thing. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm hearing. Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't later turn turn into a thing. You don't know that. Well, uh, We have just met. Maybe. You're not currently currently a thing. I could say that. I mean, I know you can only hear hear her voice, but she's not currently a thing. You're going to have to take it on faith that I am not currently a thing. Yes. Although you don't know that I am not currently a thing. I could be. That's true. I could be a swamp thing, a man thing. <laughs> All the various things. I, I could be I could be an it, the living uh, a living colossus. That's true. You, you know, could, I could be so many things. You could be colossus? I could be colossus. Yeah, she's also like really good with various martial arts. And she has no connection to Carl Danvers. Huh. At all. Like none. Probably had never even met her. Interesting. Yep. And then she so. switched from using Miss Marvel to she thing when? Well, she was Ms. Marvel for a while while she was she thing. She was both but at then once. Ms. Marvel came back. No, well so well the thing is, um Miss Marvel well the original one came back. Mm-hmm. At some point. Okay. So, so she took her name back. Yeah. Yeah, she took her name back, and then it was she thing. I see. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Uh, you have anything Anything else to say about Ms. Marvel? Um, I wish I'd known more about her. Because I, I do like Carol Danvers. I don't know all of her history, but I, I'm a fan. And I like the new Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan. But I, I had no idea there was another... Miss Marvel out there, and possibly more. Possibly again. There's no way for me to ever look that yep. up. So I'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know unless we somehow just just kind of gently fall across the information. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, she's she's pretty cool. Um, I like a lot of the unlimited weight class wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Did she ever do? Oh. She, you said she worked with the Fantastic Four team a bit. Was that the only like superheroing she did? Because the beginning part sounded mostly just like wrestling. Um, I think there was. I can actually, because I can actually find this information. Unlike the other <laughs> things, I can't find. So she joins the FF. Yeah, she was mutated. Which she was mutated into the uh, she thing. She. She fought with the Frightful Four for a little bit. Yeah, there's not. she doesn't really do a lot, hmm. honestly, outside of that. But it was enough to get her in the book, so. Yeah. Well, well uh, the internals are in these books, and all they do is just be boring. So, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. And that one guy who but, was only, uh, what's his name, for a week? Or a day, yeah. sorry, a day. 
Yeah, Mr. Fear. Mr. Fear. Yeah. Well, to be fair, he's more of a footnote in someone else's thing, but okay. at the same time, he's still got a shout out of the book. So, um, yeah, so we are done okay. with Ms. Marvel. So uh, let's do your plugs. Yeah. Um, so I do a show called Pitch Me Something. It's a collaborative creativity podcast. And Jesse is going to be on it at some point in the near future. Um, we take the seed of an idea and over 15 or 20 minutes each we explore the idea and workshop it together until it turns into something that we would actually we're actually kind of proud of usually yeah yeah it's uh kind of like how the creative process normally happens except you don't cry and hate your idea (laughs) yeah and it's condensed (laughs) into a shorter time period Yes. Yeah. Instead of it taking several weeks of you trying to make something work. Banging your head against crying, the wall. It just kind of happens, and hopefully it just has a nice bow yeah. on it. So. Yeah. So, uh, I have another podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids. Um, I think by the time this one comes out, I don't know, I might be talking about cheap-based cryptids, or... Something else. I don't know. I'm trying to come up with a foot-based cryptid episode, so... There's gotta be something out there. Well, no, I already have two. I need a third. Oh, okay. I see. Um, Well, I'm definitely gonna listen to those. Uh, Yeah. So, if you'd like to... If you'd like to listen to some of those, I would suggest listening to the Tripardero episode, where it's a gun snake bird giraffe thing. Um, Okay. (laughs) Yeah, listen to that one. It's pretty good. It's I'm pretty proud of it. Okay. So, uh, and if you'd like to look at my little cryptid, my cat with with f- four thumbs, ooh, you could go to my Instagram at marvelous mooch. Um, and uh, if you'd like to look at the pictures of the people we're lock- looking talking about, you can. Uh, yeah, if you'd like to look at the pictures of the people we're talking about, you can go to the HodgePod group on uh, on Facebook. That's Hodge as in Hodge and Pod as in the first part of podcast. Um, and or you can go to at, uh, at Alphabet Flight on Twitter. Well, cool. if you so. want to find my stuff, you can go to at Zero Plausibility. Um, that's zero, the number, not the word. Uh, or find me at Laura underscore E underscore four C. Okay. So, uh, thank you for listening. This has been Alphabet Flight. And may Madcap show you how truly meaningless life is. Bye. Bye. Bye.